is up? What is up? Friends, my gosh. So glad you are here. Uh, today, I pick up uh, Daisy Dew. Not Daisy. Oh, fuck. Daisy's at the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, Daisy's right here for crying out loud. You know, the fact that this uh, portrait that Nikki uh, made and uh, matted and what, or not matted, but framed so nicely and sent it to me and it's not yet hanging up is a testament to something I call put off itis. Everything that I want to do, I put the damn thing off. I don't know if you ever do that. You're like, ah, fuck, I got to get that done. And then you put it off and it doesn't get done. In fact, there's a person right here right now who's a recipient of that uh, terrible habit. Uh, my pal E-Rock. Hey, um, yeah, I'm going to record a compound media show for you. And then um, like four weeks later, it's not done. And I don't, I just don't do a good job of policing it. By the way, today I'm supposed to record that. You notice I said today I'm supposed to record that. A better man would say, I'm recording today and just do it. I got to hang this fucking picture up. This is a one second job. Everywhere I go at my house is... There's, there's thousands of these one-second jobs that when not done, it leads to a... I mean, everywhere I go, there's a tumultuous amount of uh, shit not finished. And it's so fucking frustrating because then I walk around and I'm like, fuck. It's like, you know, trying to shovel snow during uh, a massive snowstorm. And then I saw uh, a thing online It said, Start small. Take care of one thing. One thing. And and don't make it a big one. Like pull one weed. Do something. And then start from there. Try to understand that you're only one person. You can't get it all done at once. It's taken you a long time to fuck all this shit up. It's going to take some time to unfuck it. So that's where my brain has to be. Welcome into this show. Uh, Maureen knows. She says it's overwhelming. Well, anyway, uh, there's Darla there. taking her off to the radio station. I'm taking her off to iHeart Grand Rapids to see my pals over there. Uh-oh. She's already crying. Holy shit. What, what's up, honey? I don't know. I, we're, we're not ready to take a break. We can't do that yet. Oh, for God's sake. Hang on. crying about something and I'm not you know we can't be taking a fucking break every three minutes um so there's I've made all these uh pals over at iHeart Grand Rapids except for Puddin that fat ass 
I'm worried that if I walk in the door, he's going to try to eat the dog. Uh, they are all in love with the pooch. I mean, who wouldn't be, for God's sake? And uh, so I promised them when I get done with this show, I am going to go over to iHeart Grand Rapids and show her off to all, to all these people. All right. So that's, uh, that's, that's where we are right now. That's it. I'm going to actually finish the free podcast, uh, not dress like I'm homeless and drive to the radio station. Be the first time in about three weeks I've worn pants. This is a big deal for me. Stand by. I need coffee. <laughs> Maybe you want water. I don't know. No, run along. I'm out of nailed it. Uh, but she's doing great. She's doing great. I haven't slept with my wife since we got the dog. We are in a little bit of a state of flux. It might be the end of our marriage over this dog. She's like, um, well, she sleeps. The dog sleeps with her. We can't. We don't have the heart to put the dog in a crate. Now, now I do. I do have the heart to put the dog in a crate uh, because I do. I mean, I've left the house and... Uh, uh, if I, I'm not going to leave her alone wandering around the house, I put her in the crate and she cries, but I leave. So what the fuck? I don't care. Um, uh, I come back. She's asleep. It's good. Um, uh, but we can't get up the nerve to put her in there overnight because she sits there and cries. And then we get, Oh my God, we got to help her. And she's dying. <laughs> oh my God. What are we going to do with the puppy? Get her out of so we're all we're doing is reinforcing that behavior that all she has to do is cry a little bit and then she's going to get what she wants and she's right. Um, so it's been Diana and uh, Darla in the other room in that bed and then me with Bruce and O'Neill in my bed. That is so fucked. At some point, we're going to have to, uh, you know, I, I need to sleep with my wife. It's been way too long. So I don't know what the fuck is going to happen here. I'm taking it day by day. So whatever. Uh, Kenny writes, what will you do if Puddin expects to get to hold and pet the puppy like everybody else? Are you going to be like, hell no? Ah. <sighs> uh, well, I don't think that would happen, but if it does, I don't know if I have the balls, if he goes in to grab the dog, if I have the balls to maintain my tough guy stance of not liking him. It's one thing to not address him or ignore him. It's another thing entirely if, you know what I mean? So... Tough talking, Eric. He's like, oh, fuck that. I'll smack the shit out of him. Fuck that guy. But I'm kind of a tough talker. So I don't know. I didn't want to think about it. Uh, but I don't think I'll be, I'll be avoiding him. So. All right. Uh, Kenny says, that's why I was trying to get you to think about it ahead of it happening. Yeah. Uh, 
Maureen says you must protect her from pudding. Well, I wouldn't want any of his fucking fat, the fat all over her and shit. The fucking idiot. God. All right. Uh, yesterday on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Now I'm going to break my own rule and tell you about something that happened on the show, but it's, I can't contain it. Co-host Ben revealed to us in a fun way that he and his better half are engaged. Ben popped the question. Um, and the details of how it went down are just, well, he just, hold on a second. Puppy, no, come here. Hold on, guys. Maybe a long show today. I don't like her wandering around. You know, there's all sorts of cords, all sorts of cords and shit. Um, and can you imagine if she bit into something with an electrical charge in it, and it, it just fried her brain right here on the show, and fucked up all the equipment? So I've got, I'm instantly out of business with a dead puppy. It'd be just like that to happen. Oh. Nick says it'll end like the cat on Christmas vacation. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, Ben is engaged. Uh, he detailed it for us. He also released his uh, latest edition of the Balls Out podcast with Ben Glaze and Brett Hayes. And so the cat is out of the bag. All is All is well. So at 36, I didn't realize he's 36. Fuck. I remember when Ben just got out of college. He's 22. I don't know if you feel the way I do. Any of you old fucks like me. But um, there's something that happens. I For some reason, I get the feeling that people are catching up to me in age, though that I know that's impossible. But when I met Ben, I was um, 52, 40. I was 38. And, but I don't feel any older than 38 right now. And while he has chronologically aged and, and I have, I don't, I don't feel that. I feel like I'm still very young, but I mean, one look at my stupid face that can hold five days of rain and, and my fat gut. That's obviously not true, but I always have that sensation that people are catching up to me in age when I know them when they're much younger, like my neighbor's kid, or even my son. You know, Jim will be, um, I just turned uh, 28, which is fucking insane. 28 years old. The fact that when I moved to where I'm at right now, I was only... Uh, 33 so he's only a handful of years behind that age when i got to where i am right now in this uh in this neck of the woods fucking time is a mystery man holy shit um so that's what's up good news for ben and now he does he's starting the wedding planning and i i i fucked up 
because he's talking. He goes, yeah, now we're doing uh, venue searches. And he mentioned the venue that he's going to visit like today that my daughter just had her wedding at. And uh, I go, oh, well, you're going to love that place. It's a great, great room. And and he's talking about the cost. And I and um, I, I said, I go, well, wait, look. Yeah, but you know, fucking hey, dude. Uh, typically, the cost of the wedding, that falls on father of the bride. So fuck that shit. You don't pay a penny. I mean, that's what I had to do. And he goes, yeah, well, we feel that because we're older, we should. I'm like, no, you motherfucker. I want, that's why I wanted to say I didn't say it, but I'll say it here. Are you dumb fuck. No, you don't. You don't do that. In fact, you don't have to say a word. All you have to do is kind of uh, bring it up with the missus. And she'll do all the heavy lifting with her dad. That's the way it's supposed to be in the first place. So then he's, uh, he's talking about the cost. Now, I, I know what it costs for Jackie's wedding at this place. And uh, Maureen writes, I think you scared Ben with the cost. So, yeah, there's the cost of a venue. Now, for the actual physical space, it has a charge. But uh, so I, I don't know if they're thinking that they just got to uh, get the venue and then throw a cheeseburger down everybody's throat and uh, get a case of fucking Paps beer and call it a day. So I think they have $1 amount in their brain. But in reality, you got to realize... There's venue, there's uh, plated food for everyone, depending on number of people. There's how much booze, what types of, are you doing wine? Are you doing mixed drinks? Are you doing draft beer? Are you doing uh, canned beer, bottled beer? Uh, dessert, you gotta, you gotta reach out to somebody who makes a cake. Uh, the dress, holy shit, the dress, the flowers, oh, fuck you. The photographer, holy shit, and if you have a photographer, you gotta have a videographer. You must do the videographer. Okay? And so uh, he's looking at me and, the, and the, 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 the color's draining out of his face. And then uh, he goes, well, what's, what's all that? I go, oh, I think I play uh, paid, uh, I don't know, between twenty dollars and $30,000. And he goes, what? <laughs> he goes, what? I go, ah, and I realize I fucked up. I realize I fucked up. And I go, um, but you know, I mean, uh, how many, uh, we had a lot of people at our wedding, Ben. We had a lot of people. Uh, how many, you go, oh, yeah, well, I don't know, 150. I go, oh, yeah, be significant. You're going to pay 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Fine. And you may even be in a smaller room, too, you know? No big deal. Oh, that poor dude. Right in the butt. I just, I didn't even spit on his butthole. I just jammed my big Armenian pecker, small Armenian pecker, right up his butt. Here you go. Anyway, there's some details about how it went. One of you wrote, knowing Ben, it got all fucked up. When it came to 
asking her to marry him. It did. And you must hear the details of the fucked upness. Okay? Uh, it's on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Kenny writes, it was classic Ben. <laughs> it truly was. So I will post that a little bit later on today. Um, I have a feeling someone has to go potty. So you're going to have to sit still and hang out. I did my best. I'll be right back. This dog peed three times and pooped once in the time that we were out there. What a good girl letting us know, huh? Uh, If you remember yesterday on the show, I talked about uh, Annie Agar. Now, I've known Jeff Agar for about 10 years. He's a dude who uh, his son has cerebral palsy. I uh, I had finished a race, a 5K in Rockford, Michigan. And uh, with about a half mile to go, I saw this guy pushing a kid in a uh, running stroller. The kid, I could uh, tell, looked like uh, there was some some issue. And uh, it turns out that's his son, Johnny. And uh, he has cerebral palsy. The idea was Johnny wanted to do the last little bit of the race. You know, like dad pushes him through the whole thing. And uh, the, for the last 200 yards, the kid gets out and, you know, muscles his way through it with the crutches, the whole deal. Well, then I see cameras all around. It turns out ESPN happened to be recording all of this. And uh, so as I'm watching this unfold, I realized I was seeing something fantastic. ESPN did like a 30 for 30 about this or some shit about the bond between dad and son. And um, from there... Um, it blossomed to like Jeff started to do a lot of like of these tri- uh, triathlons, Ironman, half Ironman, uh, different distances of triathlon. And um, kind of like Dick Hoyt, if you remember him, the late great Dick Hoyt from Boston. Um, also there at that event was a young lady by the name of Annie Agar. I'm guessing at the time she's 15. Well, she was really into sports, too, and, and loved uh, athletics and following the local teams and shit like that. So she wanted to get into, like, uh, sports journalism. So before long, she's, uh, you know, uh, shooting videos for the local TV station, freezing her ass off at high school football games and shit like that. Well, she's become immensely popular in the influencer world. Like, if you follow her on any of her social media, it's like half a million people that follow her. And uh, I talked about this with you yesterday on the show that um, she put out a video of her driving some uh, in a ride along for a Formula One car or something like that. And uh, she was super stoked about it. And she posted the video of her uh, doing that thing. And uh, uh, just to because that's what she does. She's an influencer. And uh, so the video is just her riding around in the car. There's there's Annie. Now Annie's uh, uh she's she's a cutie. She's a cutie, no doubt. Um, and so she gets lots of attention. Uh, and one of the people that reached out to her was Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins because in her post she said, uh, "Yeah, I was. Uh, this is how Tyreek Hill feels 
all the time, isn't it? Because she's moving real fast. Get it? Well, Tyreek, he writes to her uh, anytime, uh, something like, uh, anytime you want my number, Annie, just ask for it. Now, first of all, you don't want to be hooked up to Tyreek Hill because he's a fucking psychopath. We talked about that yesterday, about the whole deal about his uh, allegedly breaking his kid's arm and spousal abuse and all that shit. Uh, prosecutor dropped the case, but did say he believed he could get a conviction. Anyway, uh, Annie, though, friend zones the guy when he says that. And she says, appreciate you, man. Saw the video of that kid at your camp, though. Looked like he already had your number. Referring to... Uh, the 18, 17-year-old kid at uh, Tyreek Hill's football camp and uh, Tyreek in the red shorts here getting smoked by this dude. And uh, this clip. I just love that shit. Guy wins a hoodie for catching a touchdown pass. Uh, even though Tyreek Hill is a receiver, he's not a defender, but still, that's great. Well, anyway, I guess the moral of the story here is uh, Annie has really taken off. Not the moral, but the point of the story is she's taken off. Tyreek Hill's a piece of shit. And if you're Jeff Agar, dad, um, you you raised a good one. You must be very, very proud of her. So I reach out to Jeff. I go, yo, hey, I, I got to get Annie on the show this dog oh my god what are you doing and um the way this unfolded with jeff is uh i go hey uh, can i get annie on he says um well uh, she would love to and then he writes but as you can imagine she has a high-powered agent from california and her contract restricts any appearances engagements that aren't negotiated by the agent and he says, it's crazy, but at this point, any appearance is basically a minimum of 25 grand and usually way more. Jeff says, incredibly, these social media influencers are in crazy demand. It's an incredible world. You'd be stuck with me in the interview. Well, perfect. There's a, there's a, uh, there is a shelf life to these stories, so my feelings won't be hurt if the relevancy is not there anymore in short order. I go, oh, no, 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 totally. I'll, I'll get you on. And then he says, three years ago, she was filming high school football games for Wood TV, freezing her ass off, making 12 bucks an hour. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to bring in Jeff here. I love this guy. Uh, see what's going on in the world of the, of I, I refer to them as the first family of awesome. Come on, Jeff. It's me and this dog today. All right, this is going to be a bummer. I can already tell. Hello, this is Jeff Agar, please. Oh, fuck. All right, well, that sucks, dick. That's all right. Uh, we'll get back to Jeff.
It's treasure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, Chef Priyanka Nike is here to help what us the hell that reduce is. some waste in the kitchen with some very creative hacks. What the fuck for is using happening every- on this show today? Jesus. All of a sudden, Chef What's-His-Fuck is talking. All right. No clue. No clue what just happened. All I know is it's embarrassing. Uh, she could tell Mr. Hill that he can pay her $25,000 to talk to her, Kenny writes. Not sure what that means. Maybe a little context. All right. Uh, anyway, before we continue, I'll try that back in a second. Uh, thank you, uh, by the way, for checking the show out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, I would love you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and sign up that way and follow the show on Twitch. You can also download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live and enjoy the show on your mobile device. As it is, I got to kick all of you out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As always, you can download the audio podcast of the show. Just search Eric Zane Show wherever you download shows. And uh, if you want to send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. I've got t-shirts, merch, at ericzaneshow.com. I do cameos. I got a Patreon. All about it right here. And you can find all the information you need at ericzaneshow.com. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to kick you all out other than the folks from Twitch. Uh, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Um, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube brought to you by uh, nobody. In fact, I had somebody and I need to fill that spot. So there you go. You can sponsor that. Okay. While I wait on Jeff, a reminder that if you need to install any flooring in your home, reach out to my friends at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Discount outlet. They're on Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars. You can't miss them. Johnson Carpet One discount outlet where you can save big money on flooring. Mention my name. Save an additional 10% at Johnson's. Uh, If you want to install an in-ground pool this summer, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot is the way to go. Reach out to them at 616-457-0500. They can get that done for you. When you call that number, set up your 30-minute consultation about how that's going to work. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, 616-457-0500. Hey, come here. And then, of course, the aforementioned Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. You need tech shit done, take care of it with Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550. Let me send my man a text. All right. Charges against Alec uh, Alec Baldwin are dropped. Uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I fucking told you so. Of course the charges were dropped. I don't know what happened, okay, on this deal. But at the end of the day, you have a prop gun that some fucking moron, probably someone who has bad intentions, my conspiracy theory is, 
People who hate Alec Baldwin wanted Alec Baldwin to burn, so they put the fucking real bullets into the prop gun to make it so that he killed somebody. And they were successful. Word on the street is that the actual prop gun was modified in a way that it should not have been modified. Baldwin says, I never pulled the trigger. Prosecutors are like, well, you're a dirty whore liar. He's like, fuck you. I didn't pull the trigger. Yes, you did. You're lying. Okay. Now you can do that all you want. You can say Alec Baldwin lied. Alec Baldwin lied. Uh, Proving it is something else. And with 10 days before the start of the first preliminary hearing, these uh, bumbling fuckface prosecutors realize they don't have shit. They don't have anything. And with the date starting uh, or the date of it all being May 3rd that they started, they said, you know, we don't have we don't have anything and we don't have the time to get anything. Well, considering how much time has passed since this all went down and you still don't have anything. I'm guessing you're not going to get anything in the next 10 days or any point thereafter. So the manslaughter, the involuntary manslaughter charge dropped. They said, yeah, but you know what? We can still file them. We can, and they can, they can still file them, but they won't. Now the, uh, Hannah Gutierrez, who is the armorer, which is just very difficult for me to say armorer, armorer. Uh, she still is facing charges. Um, I, the re- one of the reasons why I'm really, really interested in this case is, and I don't think they'll actually get concrete proof, but just the whole fi- mechanism of physically going to the set in New Mexico of the, of the film Rust with live rounds and then taking the live bra- rounds browns, and putting them into the pistol. Someone had to do that. And they need to find out who. Uh, Meanwhile, just yesterday, they started shooting for that film again. And the shooting, they have a new set. They're now shooting the film in Montana. And they started uh, it again yesterday. God, I cannot imagine doing work on that film. You know, the cinematographer, the uh, uh, chick who got shot, I forget her name. I know it sounds terrible, but I don't remember. Um, uh, the the dead chick. Um, God, that would... For everyone associated with that film, I can't imagine. All right. Uh, well, we had a little bit of a layoff, but uh, let's get back. In fact, let's start right where uh, so-and-so got killed. Let's pick it up. All right. Places, everybody. Places and action. And then... If you're Baldwin and you've got this, you're about to do the scene where you, you know, shoot the fucking prop gun. I wonder if, you know, he does it and he, he pulls it and he like winces and breaks character. Can't do uh, when he pulls the trigger, covers his eyes. Like, cut. What are you doing? I can't do it. I feel like I'm going to shoot somebody. I got to get PTSD. This will, if he is able to, and he will be able to, uh, do all of the things he's supposed to do as a trained professional in that film, uh, pulling a gun, pulling a trigger, aiming at shooting, all that shit. That's going to be terrific acting. You might as well just give him the Academy Award for Rust because 
uh, in the scene that you're seeing that they will shoot and edit and make part of the movie, uh, they should actually put on the scene when the you're watching the finished product, this is the scene that where Alec killed the chick. All right, hang on. I got to find the dog. Hold on. Hey. Okay, she was actually chewing on an extension cord. No. You know how, like, um, when you've got a kid that's of the right age, you uh, child-proof the house? We haven't done any of that shit in this room. This could be um, the spot for one of the saddest days in podcast history if I don't puppy-proof this room or come up with a different plan. We may get to a point where I have to stuff... uh, Darla into a kennel for two hours while I do the show. And that kind of breaks my heart. Chris says dogs are toddlers. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, they are. However, this phase is uh, so short lived. You know, dogs age so rapidly, you know. Uh, and and then and then it's done. So you're right. You kind of have to embrace the suck if you want to kind of get around it. Tyler says, "Give everyone on the set a Kevlar vest to be safe." Um, the armorer sh- armorer should really take all of the blame. Well, I don't know. I don't. We don't know the facts of that case and what Baldwin was um, accused of. Um, th- okay, that's great. You've charged him, but now you have to prove it. And I think that it's telling that they couldn't. They couldn't do anything. They had nothing on this guy. All of the hatred for Baldwin aside, because uh, quite literally one half of the country hates Alec Baldwin. And my own conspiracy theory, I I touched on it before, is that uh, one of the people who raided the Capitol uh, somehow went on like a a black ops maneuver and was able to somehow infiltrate and influence someone there to make it so that Alec Baldwin killed an innocent person to fuck up his life. That is the conspiracy theory. Now, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy unless, of course, it's one that's plausible enough that I can come out uh, to be proven right. And then I can look you all in the face and talk about how great I am. You know? You may be able to hear Darling. Hold on a second. She's finally calming down. I hope. Um, Let's see. The announcement came two and a half months after New Mexico prosecutors filed involuntary manslaughter charges against Baldwin. 
Uh, in a statement, the special prosecutor is appointed by New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney, blah, 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 to handle the case, said the new facts were revealed as authorities prepared for a May 3rd preliminary hearing. Consequently, we cannot proceed under the current time constraints and on the facts and evidence turned over by law enforcement in its existing form. Translation, uh, facts and evidence, we don't have any. We're dismissing the involuntary manslaughter charges against Mr. Baldwin to conduct further investigation. The prosecutors added the decision does not absolve Baldwin of criminal culpability. Charges could be refiled and they won't because they're not going to find anything else. The Los Angeles Times and Wall Street Journal reported the new information in the case was that the prop gun used had been modified. Baldwin has said, I didn't pull any trigger. Baldwin's lawyers applauded the decision and said in a joint statement, they encourage a proper investigation into the facts and circumstances of this tragic accident. We shall see. We shall see. All right. I got a couple stories I want to get into of some uh, questionable teaching techniques by substitute teachers. All right. Okay, so we got one hosting a fight club and got another one. And that's the first one I'll do is this teacher uh, in Oklahoma, Wellston, Oklahoma, who... um, this is a classic example of a uh, hot chick uh, wanting to sleep with, you know, 13, 14, 15 year old. This is a 15 year old. The, the substitute teacher sent nudes, uh, was making out with the kid, touched his ding dong, all that shit. Everything but sex. Uh, there was probably, you know, at 15, a moment of full on jizz in the pants. Uh, over this reasonably hot i would say she's i mean especially if you're a 15 year old you know this is a woman she's 26 they always seem to be about 25 26 all lending credibility to my theory that no school should employ any people that are like under 50 you should only hire 50 and up to the world of teaching like if i'm a school superintendent and i take over a school and uh, I see that there's a couple of hot chicks. Uh, they're, they're fired immediately. You just fire them. You're out. Why? Because you're hot. And you're going to cause boners. And you're probably, if that will eliminate the risk of you molesting any of these young people. Uh, there's a, a plot twist in this one. I'll just say it. This chick who did all this, the cops say, her husband uh-oh, is, uh, is a cop. He might even be the chief of police. And her dad is the mayor of the fucking town that they're in. A former substitute teacher in Wellston turned herself in today. She is accused of having an inappropriate relationship with a student. The OSBI is now investigating. And Newsnight's Chris Yu explains why. What the fuck? Emma Hancock, who goes by Delaney... Jesus, what's going on with this dude? Turned herself in at the Lincoln County Jail Thursday afternoon before posting a $50,000 bond. She was a substitute teacher at Wellston Public Schools, but the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation said... This guy is like, uh, he looks like one of those uh, anime sketches. Emma Hancock, who goes by Delaney, turned herself in at the Lincoln County Jail Thursday... 
eyes are not supposed to be that close together. He's got uh, so much dark around his eyes, so much mascara, he looks like a panda bear. Afternoon before posting a $50,000 bond. She was a substitute teacher at Wellston Public Schools, but the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation says she sent inappropriate photos to a student, kissed him, and touched him inappropriately. According to an affidavit, 26-year-old Delaney Hancock began texting the... Oh, yeah. She'll, be, she'll get let off because she's pretty hot. 15-year-old student in October. Initially, it was so Hancock could send him a school... The reporter has more makeup on than her. ...assignment. Investigators say after a few weeks, the teen sent a shirtless photo of himself to Hancock through Snapchat. The affidavit says Hancock then responded, quote... Are we sending half-naked pictures now? To which the teen said, I don't know, are we? According to the court filing, Hancock wrote back, Are you trying to get me to lose my job? The document also says Hancock and the teen <laughs> later... He's like, I don't know, but you're going to make me lose my jizz. Again, exchanging nude By the way, you can tell this is a uh, small-town farming community. I, I, I think this is a silo. They got a fucking silo. Most schools have a football stadium. These hillbillies have a silo photos and videos of sex acts investigators say this escalated into hancock and the teen kissing each other on two occasions while in classrooms because hancock's husband is the police chief of wellston <laughs> the sheriff's office asked the osbi to investigate several wellston residents also told us hancock's father is wellston's mayor oh city hall today to attend a six but look at this city hall holy shit it's a fucking pole barn <laughs> p.m. board meeting so we could get comment from the mayor but the city postponed the meeting with no explanation i also called the city and emailed the police i wonder if this guy ever uh is given any shit while walking down the street chief i messaged hancock on facebook as well but i've not heard back from any of them as for wellston public school the people in wellston probably think this guy's an alien the superintendent tells me that as soon as they learn about the allegations, they took Hancock off the call list, banned her from campus, and notified authorities. In Wellston, Chris Yu, Oklahoma's own News 9. Oh, Chris. Well, that is uh, all sorts of screwed up. <laughs> Ryan adds, not so good for the police chief. Not so good. Not so good. Now the whole town knows his penis doesn't work if his wife wanted a 15-year-old. Uh, Kyle noticed the FFA sign on the side of the school building, Future Farmers of America. Uh, some stupid jokes. Uh, all right. Jeff Agar here. Absolutely, period. I'll call you in a few. Let me reach out to Rick. Might be a few minutes late, comma, if that's okay. Shifting on the fly. No problem. Easily done. Uh, update. Uh, EZ appearing at the sorority house tomorrow. I know that sounds ridiculous. But it's, uh, I describe this as uh, father-daughter day. 
You go to the sorority. All the every, all the dads are there doing dad stuff. Sorority chicks. It sounds like the beginning of a horrible pornographic film. It really does. Um, word on the street now, the weather is going to be shitty. So the party has to move inside. Now, to me, this is bad news. That means I'm cooped up with people. I mean, at least when I'm outside, I can wander from area to area uh, where they're playing various drinking games, and they are. You got dads and college chicks drinking games going on. Now, I don't drink, so I'm like, wow, this is fun. And uh, and it's like going from area to area. I'm like, this is all a bad idea. Booze, drinking games, dads, and college chicks, college sorority chicks. Oh, man. Uh, like I indicated to you uh, yesterday, I got the hell out of there as quickly as I could. I enjoy being with my daughter. She's great. When she's not sneaking jello shots, she's I'm the only responsible one at this fucking thing. As I get further and further from the end of my radio career, uh, I'm, I'm being more and more forgotten. My only hope is that that forgetfulness will continue so that I... You know, I don't have any, Hey, oh yeah. I used to listen to you on the radio. All those, all those moments. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. What are you doing now? No more of a gut punch. That's the biggest gut punch you can possibly do, uh, that I can possibly receive when, you know, essentially I took one day off from my last day on a full-time radio job and then started podcasting. And that's all I've done since for going on four and a half years now. And so there's nothing more disheartening to walk up to someone and they say, oh, yeah, hey, I remember you. Yeah. What do you do now? And uh, it's to a point now where I don't even mention the podcast. I have a a go-to response. Ah, little of this, little of that, whatever. I don't even tell them. I don't even say anything. Um, because only a small percentage of people who paid attention to me when uh, I was doing radio work even know this exists. And it's so disheartening to say, yeah, a podcast, uh, thousands of episodes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't do podcasts. And I, and that one drives me crazy too. It's like, what do you mean? You don't do podcasts. That's, why? Well, I don't understand. And I don't know if they mean they don't understand or they don't like the format or, or what. And it's like, well, you know, if that's the case, it's not a fucking format. It's me just here uh, talking to you about whatever the hell I want to talk about. Uh, how the hell do you not know what, a po- even if it's not me, how do you not do podcasts? In my opinion, Uh, Even the shittiest podcast is better than what's heard on the radio for the uh, simple fact that, you know, in radio, you got a 10 minute window where, you know, everybody's kind of half of the time they're basically getting everyone in the audience caught up to speed about what they're talking about. 
And then the rest of the time, it's spent trying to further whatever it is they're talking about. So it's kind of like a blend of those things. And then just about the time you start to get interested in it, boom, they got a commercial break. Oh, fuck. 12 minutes of commercials, then they're back at it. So podcasting, at least. Shit. When I do my intermission and say, hey, I'll be back and play music, at least you got the dogs to look at. Fuck me. So I, I've never understood that. So at this uh, event now, they say the weather is going to be absolutely shitty. So all of the things that I could do with a person severely with ADHD, you know, uh, some cornhole, some uh, whatever games we have, jarts, bocce ball, horseshoes, throw around the football, frisbee, eat a hot dog, eat some chips, watch all the dads hit on college students. Uh, watch people get drunk and puke. All those activities now, most of those are out the window. I'm pr- pretty much just going to be in a closed environment. Uh, Madison says, is that okay? I go, honey, anything for you is okay. You know, whatever it is you want to do, I'm all about it. That is that is the right answer. Uh, Kenny writes, I prefer listening live to the show. And before you and Stu, I didn't listen to podcasts either. Ryan says uh, that I should say, I do a conservative MAGA show on the internet where where I occasionally listen to the former president of the United States rant. The rest of the time, I flip burgers and try to walk across ice in public <laughs> um first time chat from nova rex 679 there's a special place in my heart for you new participants and i'm always curious about how you got to where we are right now you commenting on this twitch stream and me talking to you Because that means either I encountered a new person who's just discovering what the hell is going on here, or it's someone who used to listen to me on the radio. Welcome to you. Don't be a stranger. Give me as much background as you can about you. And then send me an email with even more specifics. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Eric's lonely. There's no question. Wasn't that a song by, uh, what's that fucking band that has like one member? Um, the black eyed gold or something like that. Gold on the ceiling, black keys. That's it. Black keys. I'm going to bring in my boy, Jeff Hagar. Talk about his lovely daughter, Annie. Hey, Eric. Former Detroit Tigers pitcher Jeff Agar. How are you? Well, <laughs> that was really former, like capital F for former. <laughs> How old were you well, when you finally said, I can't do it anymore? Uh, I think I was. I must have been 20, 28, maybe. 27, 28, I think it was. When you were growing up and playing uh, sports, uh, baseball at like high school level, were you the kind of guy who not only was a great pitcher, but could also hit? The only thing I know about good hitting, Eric, is 
it doesn't look that tough because I used to stand sixty feet from guys doing it pretty easily. So uh, okay, I, no, I was I was not a great hitter. I was a very average hitter, and uh, I was a probably pretty much an average athlete too. You never looked at me and and watched me play and said, "Oh man, this guy's destined to be, you know, a professional player at any level." But you could, um, but you could pitch. Yeah, I could pitch. Well, I, I could throw hard. Was my uh, my only claim to fame? Like in, in football, um, I could throw. I could throw a football a long, long ways. But I'm so slow. <laughs> so uh, I, I would uh, just be brought in to, to throw deep bombs if we had to sometimes. But um, and in baseball, I could throw way hard. But I was not a not a great athlete. Oh, for fuck's sake! You've got to be kidding me. His face must have just hung up on me. He's still talking. I can promise you he's still talking right now. What the fuck is going on here? I've had hell. I've had some great luck. Oh, did I lose you? That's all right. No big deal. Okay. Sorry. I'm not sure what happened there. That's okay. I have no idea. Uh, where, where were we yeah. at? We were talking about baseball. Now, when you played, that was at the time oh, yeah. when uh, uh, Sparky Anderson was the manager and, and Lance Parrish and then Kirk Gibson, all those guys were in spring training with you. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um listening to Sparky Anderson just give speeches to the guys was pretty extraordinary. It's it was a different game back then, but he was famous for sitting there telling guys, look, you know, this is effing war and he would just go off. And uh and you don't see that kind of passion today. And I get it's a different world, but man, it I it translates into into life when you start thinking about this this is a battle and you can you know, you, I mean, even the guys like Bob Gibson, he during the All Star games, he would he refused to talk to other players because they were his competitors. And wow, it's it's kind of a different world back then. But man, it taught you to that you really got to give it your all, and it's you know it's about winning and losing, nothing else. Um, so it's it's a yeah, it was an interesting time. But the, I mean, yeah. the players I played with, I mean, I became decent friends with DMP three, one of the greatest guys in baseball. You oh yeah. Mean? Um, Jack Morris was hilarious. I sat on a bus next to him one day going to a game and. I mean, just one of the funniest guys, just hilarious, just amazing. So, <laughs> no, I, yeah, it was it was a cool it was a cool time. But I was not I was not a stellar athlete for sure. I could throw really hard, but beyond that, um, I was pretty average. So for the longest time, you and your beloved son Johnny have just been hogging the spotlight, <laughs> and then out of the blue, uh, is Annie your middle or oldest? She's the middle. So Johnny is the oldest. Annie's in the middle, and Gracie is the youngest. Okay. Out of the blue, Annie now it has, uh, through social media and her ability to, I mean, she's really dove into, she was a big uh, sports enthusiast and would write and talk and report on sports before she got into social media. Isn't that correct? Mm-hmm. It is true. Yep. She loved it. And she was working at Wood TV, covering high school sports primarily. Uh, she covered some college sports. She would go film uh, film games at Michigan State and Michigan and um, and cover stuff like that. But mainly, she was doing high school sports. She started making hilarious videos. She would write them. Mm-hmm. She would uh, shoot them. She would edit them and then publish them. Uh, the one that she has pinned to the top of her social media is her with the uh, Zoom interview with all of the Big Ten schools. Very very funny, and it kind of has taken off from there. Correct. It really did. She was sitting around, you know, with no sports going on because of COVID and really nothing to do. She moved back home with us and was just there thinking, you know, what do you even do to keep people engaged with sports? And, and she knew that people were missing that part of sports of the, the bantering back and forth. 
And then kind of out of the blue, and everybody was having Zoom meetings for any kind of thing going on. And so she thought, but you know what would be hilarious is if the Big Ten had a Zoom meeting to talk about football starting up again. And then she just started thinking about all the typical characteristic things about each school, you know, the Michigan State, the heavy drinking, yeah. um, the, the Michigan, you know, a little bit full of themselves and, and all the other schools and the, 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 the Brainiacs at Northwestern. So, and the fact that, you know, nobody even knows that Rutgers really even yeah. exists uh, <laughs> and back then anyway. So she, she put this together and the video was just, just so funny. And, uh, and, and it really hit the spot of what people really wanted. And then several people, Desmond Howard and um, Rich, uh, I think it's Eisner from ESPN saw it. And uh, they, they all tweeted it out and it just exploded. And so then, and she even said when she first put it out, she didn't think it would go anywhere, but she said, um, I may have to do more of these if you guys like them or something like that. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny looking back at it now, pretty, uh, pretty interesting comments to think that you really predicted that the future would, um, would unfold for her like that. But I certainly think three years ago, she was making 12 bucks an hour, freezing her butt off filming high school football games. Right. And now here she is, you know, really, uh, living a phenomenal life. It's, it's it's a it's tough work for sure it's like grueling days and hours of, of work all the time but you love it and she loves it she travels all over the country and uh, gets to meet pretty extraordinary people now and developing content for people so it's yeah. it's it's incredible what she's gone from and to so um is her goal to keep so for now that's what it is mm -hmm. but is there a long term like is uh is there perhaps hosting on a network uh game day things that you see sometimes people will um discuss the weekend's games or something like that on uh, cbs yeah. or nbc or something yeah that's a really good question she's trying to think about what she does the um so the a, a couple of things on that the, the tough thing is if like if you were to set this goal you never would even known it was possible so Sometimes goal setting is uh, can limit you, right? I mean, it's good to have some goals, but it can limit you from something that you never would even dreamed of. So she's trying to focus more on just she's trying to create content that people like, and then she feels like that will lead to some other really good things. But she's not set on one path or another just because you kind of see that there was no way to predict this path, right? But if your goal was entertain, make people happy, you know, feed their their need for sports and and uh, the stuff that they want to cover, you know, trying to do that every day has really opened up some incredible doors for her. So, so yeah, I, I think that the potential for her is huge. Um, sometimes her format and her structure and her humor doesn't always lend itself to just sitting there, um, you know, and, and being in more of a, in certain types of roles versus others. If she has some, some creativity to do things, then uh, that's really where, where she excels. Now, from a father's standpoint, um, this is, this has to be, I mean, for me, if my daughter was doing this, I don't know about you, but I'd be scared to death because there's just weirdos. There's a lot of weirdos <laughs> out there, Jeff. How do you do that? How do you, how, it, it, have you, does she have enough in place where it's like she can be insulated from uh, uh, bad things that exist out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, you hope so. The, um, the number one thing she said is I cannot respond to any comment at all, no matter what the comment is. Um, and her, her, she and her agent are adamant about that. They're, they don't need the dad sticking up for her. And the funny thing is, she can stick up for herself pretty good. I just saw with Tyreek Hill and that, oh. uh, that latest uh, oh exchange. But the, 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 the amazing thing is, she has a huge fan base of super loyal people. And before I could even get in to respond to somebody, uh, her fans will step in and just 
go after the person in a good way, but they'll use it, you know, using facts and data and talking, they'll, they'll go after the person who's trying to be negative with her. So it's really extraordinary how people will stand up and, uh, and as a group, they support what she's trying to do. And uh, she has a really loyal group of people that, that follow her. So, but it, it's the, it's the guys of the inside and women too, but the ones that are on the inside of the sport that really understand it. Like when she does her videos, I have to have half of it explained to me. Oh, okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the inside of yep. everything going on in the NFL or in, uh, you know, the PGA or anything. So, once you get all the, if you're, you're one of those guys that, you know, you're, you're watching every day, you're in it, then you think it's hilarious because she really captures the inside parts of the game. Um, Hill has a bad uh, uh, record. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, uh, if, if she said, hey, dad, uh, I'm going out with Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, for me, I'd be like, no, that's not a good thing. And so you must have been proud knowing that she friend zoned that guy pretty quick <laughs> when he went in and fired and shot his shot. Yeah, he. I, we we did look up look up a lot about him and uh, and I don't know what he's like personally, but he does have a great sense of humor. He he does have. Um, he's said, said a lot of funny things over the course of time. Done funny things. I think he's done. I guess he's done some other things. That, um, I'm sure he's not proud of, but uh, he does have a very good sense of humor. So we felt like. Uh, he wouldn't take this personally when when she kind of shut him down. She, he would look, and he kind of responded in kind with a with a little meme and said like, oh, "Look what we're doing," kind of thing. Ah, some, okay, some, some movie star. So it, I think he gets it's a uh, you know not all gives viz is good viz, but most of the time any kind of viz is good, right? And, yeah. But he seemed like he had a, he's a good sport, and he was going to take it the right way. But uh, yeah, but it's really exploded. I mean, she really um, came up with something that. I hate to say put him in this place, but it really, it, it, it she really was able to go toe to toe with him without being intimidated, but also without insulting him. Oh, too. absolutely. She had, she absolutely. For him as an athlete, but it was very funny. I, when the, when she first told me, here's what I'm thinking about tweeting. I just broke out laughing. It's so funny. Cause I had seen the video where he got burned at his, yeah. at his uh, training camp for kids. And that kid, that kid that burned him, he might, might be a future first round draft pick, but uh, that kid put a move on him and, and the whole camp went nuts, right? Yep. So that video's been out there for a while. And then um, for Annie to, to comment on it uh, was just hilarious. So I, I just <laughs> broke up laughing. She did have a couple other funny ones, too, that were, were good, but that one was great. She is a uh, a, a fun follow. Um, now, I know she's on all of them, but I, I'm, I just happen to only be looking at Annie Agar, A-N-N-I-E-A-G-A-R on Twitter. But she, if she if there's a social media that exists, she's on it. And uh, that's yeah, how she, she is. And uh, you're right. And I, I'm really proud of her. She's really, she's, you know, she's had um, support from people, but this is, this is all created out of nothing. You know, this thing, like what she's done, I feel that people try to do things like this, but uh, she did it herself and it wasn't like she had an army of people. And the funny thing is now people say, well, um, so how many writers do you have and who does all your filming and editing and, and all your research? And she, so then they go, it's me. There's yes, no, there's not a team of people that yes. do any of this stuff, but but she loves to research. She loves sports. She digs into stuff. She reads tons of blogs to learn what people are talking about, and then she just finds a way to creatively put it into very short snippets that are hard hitting. And you've seen the, I mean, stuff just cut so fast. The editing is just incredible. Yeah, um, but no. she does a great job at it. So I'm really proud of her. The bad thing is, Eric. You know, I used to think being a professional athlete was a, a pretty cool thing myself, and so now. I'm like fourth on the family depth chart. So my, you know, my son is 
Uh, Johnny is very well known. He's a motivational speaker now. My wife wrote a book about his life. Yeah. So she's a superstar. My daughter Annie now has vaulted past everybody. And uh, the only saving grace at this point, my youngest daughter is uh, she's young. She's so, yeah. She's it's not long before she passes yep. me by. But um, I'm fourth in the family death chart, even with uh, what I think was kind of cool at the yes. time. But it's it's old news now, and I've uh, but it's it's fun that they've all are moving past me. I'm waiting for my youngest daughter to to move on by me as well. That's so. why I call you the first family of awesome. That's the name I came up with you. You are the well, first the family thing, of awesome. The good thing is we, we all know the root cause of how it's happened is uh, I outsource all the work to Becky <laughs> to raise the kids and then make them good kids. And then I just sit back and take all the credit for it. You see, so that's... It's really like, it's yeah. a great mob. That is a veteran thing to say, yet another <laughs> feather in your cap. This is why it all comes back to the first family of awesome. Smart people. <laughs> this is great. Um, Thank you. Uh, okay, yeah, but uh, one, one final thing. Um, yeah, no you're, you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Annie created something with uh, no overhead. It's just mm-hmm. it's a product that's created in a brain. And because of the medium being the internet, uh, it's we live in a golden age of being able to create. And and how wonderful is that? You know, back in the day, people like her, uh, the steps that would have to be taken to enter a male-dominated field and even make enough money to live, it it would be very very difficult. But she, because of fertile environment and her skills in her brain have mm-hmm. uh have allowed this to happen and that is is awesome i love that it really is and she's got a fabulous agent uh this this lady is uh, really a driver and um she really looks out for annie's best interest because it's a it's a competitive world um you know bad things can happen sometimes and uh, her agent just is uh phenomenal um so you know we she, she owes a lot to uh to her as well but we as parents really trust the agent that she has and good this lady is just uh incredible yeah, that so, sounds like a wonderful relationship. I'm, I'm really, mm-hmm. really, really proud of her. Please pass that along and uh, say hi to everybody. I love them very much and love you too. And I, I uh, thank you for the time, Jeff Agar. And you have a great rest of the day. And I'll, I'll see you very soon, okay? I hope. Sounds great, Eric. Yeah, we really appreciate it. You've been a great supporter from us from the very beginning. We were first doing 5K races. So uh, yeah, we, can't, we can't thank you enough for all you've done to try to help uh, push Johnny's message along. And now... Annie's and everybody else's. Yeah. Thanks again, Eric. As always, I, 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 you know, honestly, I could spend time talking about every single member of this family, but we just don't have enough time. There's so, <laughs> there's so much material there. It's, it's incredible. Uh, oh my God. I can make stuff up that doesn't, doesn't exist too. So yes. Make myself like that. Okay. Hey, Jeff. Thanks a lot, Eric. Really Thank you, pal. It. I'll talk to you. you bye bye. There. Oh, I cut him off. Fuck. That is Jeff Agar. That's fucking so cool. That's how she did this. That's how you become uh, a influencer. Laugh at the term. Laugh all you want. But need I remind you, minimum $25,000 just to get her to walk into the door. I'm over here like, (laughs) buy a t-shirt. Hire me on Cameo. Uh, uh, Look at my puppy. Will you follow me? I'm hoping for a few Facebook follows because I'm a fucking old fruit. (laughs) Shit.
This is a young person's game. I've got no business being in it. Holy shit. So fucking sweet. <laughs> Corey says poop jokes. Yeah, I tell I tell stories about my brother-in-law smearing shit on the walls. Tyler says, let's start a GoFundMe to get her on the show. No, 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 no. If you start a GoFundMe, give it away to a charity for fuck's sake. Ryan says, oh, go easy on yourself, big fraud Zane. David Hasselhoff is on Cameo. Nah, nah, it's, nah I've got a huge ego. I'm only kidding. I know I'm fucking great. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring in Rick from TC Paintball in a second here. But I got to catch up on money. Okay. First of all, the Dirty Donut Race is June 3rd in Martin, Michigan. Sign up for it by going to dirtydonutrace.com. Save 10 bucks on the entry when at checkout you use Zane23. Dirtydonutrace.com. The Dirty Donut is the number one gravel bike race in Michigan. Dare I say the world. Uh, you got the 10 miler, you got 21, 41, and 61 distances. Uh, at, at certain points in those races, you can stop and eat a donut. If you eat a donut, you get five minutes taken off of your time. It's a fun filled family, awesome event. DirtyDonutRace.com. Spread the word if you're not a biker, a gravel road racer, or just looking for fun. Uh, to your friends about DirtyDonutRace.com. Thank you to Dan, who runs the race, for reaching out to me uh, for advertising. He's also uh, had me do the uh, uh, announcements. You hear my voice at the race site. So thank you, Dan, for that. You're awesome. And he puts me on the T-shirt, all sorts of great shit. And he's a sponsor, so thank you. Uh, Berlin Raceway. Races got canceled this week because they're 100% certain that the weather's going to be a big, fat pile of shit on Saturday. BerlinRaceway.com. Next week, back at it. Get your tickets there. BerlinRaceway.com. Tickets online, just 14 bucks each. Planet event next Saturday at Berlin. 14 bucks a pop. Buy them online. If not, there's 17 bucks at the gate. At BerlinRaceway.com is where you go. Kids 15 and under are free. Parking is free. You can bring a 12 by 18 cooler packed with whatever you want. You can bring in three 12 by 18 coolers with a whole turkey dinner. As much snacks, as many snacks, and as many soft drinks as you want. No glass, no booze. Berlin Raceway. Loving my friends at Kent County Health Department. AccessKent.com if you need information on the WIC program. If uh, you or someone you know or love is having trouble making uh, keeping food on the table, uh, visit the Kent County Health Department's website and uh, you'll see the spot on the side. It says WIC. All your questions will be answered. Or just call them at 616-632-7200. Let's bring in another guest. Always love having Rick from TC Paintball join me. Let's see what's up with Rick. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Good morning, Eric Zane. Hey, Rick, what's up? 
Nothing. Uh, you're going to be able to, to do anything outdoors this weekend? The weather's supposed to be shitty. Yeah, we did it in December and January. We'll definitely be outdoors. This past year, were you outdoors the most you've been? In the wintertime, yeah. People would just insist, hey, can we play outside? So we'd send them out there. So you may have had a day where they were trudging through snow playing paintball like that scene in Inception? One hundred percent, yeah, for sure. Some of those bachelor parties just don't care. They get with their buddies and all inhibitions go out the window. Have you ever had anybody so hammered they puke on the paintball field? Man, it's a touchy subject for me. You know, I've always wanted to be the cool guy. Hey, can we have alcohol here? Yeah, why not? I don't see a problem with it. And then that went on for years, and everyone kind of kept it themselves. And then one holiday weekend, one uh, guy was super belligerent, and his guys, uh, his guys at his party wouldn't wouldn't do anything to help. So we had to call the cops on him. He wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> he would. He just wouldn't stop being a drunk idiot. Oh no! And then yeah, that we was had to send it. him to jail for a holiday weekend. What kind of bummer is that? Oh fuck, man! I'm sorry. That, that was a while. So you've, that that was they probably got PTSD. Well, yeah, so now it's like, you know, you try to be cool for a while, but once that happens, it kind of ruins it for everybody. You're like, you know what? We're getting bigger. We're getting busier. We have more parents and moms around. Um, we just we just need to clean it up a little bit. So I, I got to risk the fact that I'm not as cool as I want to be just to go for overall, uh, uh, you know, feng shui of the environment. What is feng shui? I've, I've heard that, but I don't know what that means. Like, uh, like the vibe, I think, is the way I interpret it. I like that you worked it in. Thank you. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I pronounced it correctly. You ever like do that? You you you, you throw something out. You don't know what the fuck it means, but you still throw it out because you've heard it thrown out before. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, I I feel most of the calls for my store here, so I'm always giving information and I'm always kind of long winded in that. And then you throw a bunch of words out there, and I'm looking I'm looking at myself as I'm talking to these people on speakerphone, going, "What the hell did you just say? It doesn't even make sense." <laughs> When you were in grade school growing up, were you the one that was constantly like talking when you weren't supposed to be talking? No, not really. Like that that's something I think that's something that comes with more confidence and self-esteem and I think mine was low going through the early stages of grade school, but as you get more confident uh, being involved in sports when you get to middle and high school and and you think you're kind of something, I think that uh, that increases as you go with your confidence level. Uh, I was um, talking earlier in the show, Rick, about Alec Baldwin. Did you did you happen to see that? I've been following that story about Alec Baldwin and uh, shooting that chick. I yeah, I, I saw it. But I gotta say, most Friday mornings when you send me a link, or sometimes you send me two or three links. Hey, check these out. We're gonna talk about them, and then you talk about those links about a half hour before I get on, and then we never get back to it. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Do I should I look at these links or not? Is it a waste of time? <laughs> I did though. I checked out that Alex Baldwin, Alex Baldwin thing, and I don't know. I got a few questions. I guess like uh, he says he didn't pull the trigger, and if he, I don't know, the gun was modified. Like I want to know like how the gun was modified and if it could have gone off without him actually pulling the trigger. And that's what I think we that would have come out had they been able to if they didn't drop the case, right. But 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 were they just putting his name on it because he's a name? And I don't know. Like I have a hard time kind of 
getting through that because, and, and I always have a hard time, a hard time when I like the person involved, and that's a character flaw, isn't it? Like if I like the person involved, I don't know him, so how can I like him? I like characters that he's played and stuff, so I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Well, I think at the uh, let's just say, let's just say he did pull that trigger. And I don't think you can stop liking him because I don't think Alec Baldwin went to work that day and said, I'm going to go kill this chick. Right. And I think, okay, so let's look at all the movies that have fake guns in them. Like, how often does that happen where if there was a real round in there, it would have killed somebody? Does that happen regularly or is that like a big no no? Like, even, you know, every gun is considered loaded, so you don't point it at somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I agree with that. But at the same time, then we don't have any. You gotta. At some point, you're gonna have to. If you, I mean, if you're watching a Quentin Tarantino film, for fuck's sake, of course they're pointing guns at each other. I just don't. I've never been able to wrap my brain around why in the world there would have been live rounds within miles of the site of the shooting site. How did that even happen? Right. Right. Like, you know, in my mind, you know, trying to piece that together, it's like, okay, they they were rushing to get the. The, the pistol to the, the scene and maybe they forgot to unload it and instead they just set it next to like yeah just a lot of bad things happen that absolutely shouldn't you know that thing should be locked up in between when it's not being used and we should make sure for everybody's safety involved that there's no mistakes like that being made i don't think that alec baldwin though would be without fault because the reason why i say that is that i have a couple friends who work in the film industry and they said that there's a series of checks and balances and people that are in charge of these things that it, it it falls on them so like if something bad happened at your paintball facility ultimately you're in charge and it's it's rick who's got to answer to that who you know alec baldwin produced that movie so i think that he is culpable to some degree but not to the degree that they wanted to charge him I still think there's a lot of there's there's so much that went wrong that he's not 100% innocent by no means. Yeah, they said they could refile the charges, right? Correct. Yeah, the, all that meant was it just dropped. There's they don't have the time to do anything uh, because they haven't come up with anything so far. Right. Right. I couldn't believe that happened almost two years ago already. When I was reading the dates on that, I'm like, man, it doesn't seem like that long ago. No question. No question. So. Uh, that's that's just interesting. I guess that the uh, armorer, the chick, Hannah, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, she still is on the hook. That they that there's they still have enough to actually proceed. So I'll be interested in seeing how that goes too. Because uh, she she's fucked. Yeah, you know? she she's is. Fucked. She's the last the last line of defense there. I think she's fucked. And then we'll be able to find out a lot more information as to what went on because all we've heard is shit on TV. We haven't heard any any facts. We don't know. But uh, yeah, you can't believe the media. Um, well, it, unless it's me. <laughs> hey, did you see my new puppy? I did see your new puppy. Absolutely. Oh my God, Rick. I, first of all, I couldn't believe Daisy died. Rick, you, you've been through the ringer when it comes to dogs over the years. It's the hardest thing ever. It absolutely is. And my old one, I found out may have cancer right now. She's 13. So we're trying to, we're trying to extend it as long as we can. And uh, as long as she's comfortable and happy, you know what I mean? Oh, so Basil. it's a uh, staring at the end. It's uh, it's never an easy situation. I feel for you, brother. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, okay. Well, excellent. Well, hug your puppy, uh, hug your puppies, hug your kids. I appreciate you as always. Yeah, so uh, what uh, what are the numbers currently for the uh, next paintball war coming up in nine days? 
Okay, I'm sure we can uh, count on a bunch of Mexicans. Or Hondurans. Or Hondurans. And I'm sure that uh, that number will be substantial. So I got them, I got Kevin Kuypers, and I'm pretty sure Tyler. I'm trying to get Dale and his gaggle. So as usual, it's it could be enormous or so-so. I don't know. Uh, I, I know Terry, Emo, Terry, and Beth are going to be there. Okay. And maybe their kids. So I'm still in the wrangling stage, so I can't sure. con- I can't confirm that yet. But I will get on it. I'll reach out to these people directly, and uh, and see if they're coming. Well, I tell you what, it sounds like we got a lot of the regulars that we normally get, which is awesome. We always have a good time with them. Um, you know, every time we do one of these, it's usually like 70 percent regular, and then a handful of uh, newer ones that uh, hope we hope to turn into regulars. Um, I guess I have a question for you though. Right, do you plan any audience exoduses before then and now? Um, yeah, that's a great question because it's been a while since since there was one of those. So uh, I, I I hope to not have anything and keep the car between the lines, Rick. You know, I, I can't afford any more of those. I think that would be a good policy. All right. Uh, you're awesome. Dude, have a great weekend. Uh, stay warm. I know the weather might be a little wonky for you guys, but still, uh, uh, if people want to reach out to you, just go to uh, tcpaintballgr.com. All the information is there about how to get a hold of Rick and plan an event and book it, okay? Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. You notice how I, I got up to go get a uh, a water bowl for the puppy as soon as he started talking because I knew I had about 30 seconds of him filling in the blanks of whatever it is he wanted to say. Rick's good. I don't give a shit what you say, man. Rick is, uh, Rick can, he can talk about anything. That's why I love him. He's right though. Half the time I send him an email. Yeah, we're going to talk about this and this and this, and then we don't even talk about it. You may notice that I look away from the microphone from time to time. I'm trying to keep an eye on my little girl. She just got up. Went to the water bowl, no water. I had to go get water. Bowl number two, set it down. She drank from that, and now she's going back to bed. Thank God. I can't believe we got through this show, or have gotten this far, with how rambunctious she was to start. And she just had to pee. If she's crying, she has to pee. Just assume she has to pee. All right. Thank you to Rick. Uh, all right. Advertise on this show. Reach out to me, Eric at ericsaintshow.com. If you want any information on how to do that, put you in front of thousands of people every day between the live streams and between the recorded podcast, uh, your message can be heard just like my friends at Sarah Honda Granville, S E R R A Sarah Honda Granville.com. They are awesome. They have a dealership right on Kenwa Avenue. K-E-N-O-W-A, Kenowa Avenue, north of 44th in Granville, Michigan, next to the Cracker Barrel. Go check out uh, a brand new Honda today. Test drive a Honda. The way it's it works is you test drive it. Yeah, I like it. I want to buy this brand new Accord Hybrid. Okay. Uh, you fill out the necessary paperwork. You uh, finance it or you're cash heavy. Just buy the damn thing. Figure out what you want on the car. Go home. Two weeks later, it shows up. You go get the car, gassed up, ready to go. Or drive off the lot today, 
in a certified pre-owned like new vehicle under warranty and fantastic in Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned cars right there in Grand in Granville, Michigan, the largest selection of certified pre-owned cars in one spot. That is awesome. Uh, have we mentioned TC Paintball? Thank you to Rick. Book a party, tcpaintballgr.com. If something goes wrong with the car, this is where things get kind of have to navigate this because when I started, uh, when Sarah started advertising with the show, like, yeah, we need you to talk about the service department. I said, I cannot. I cannot do that. I've got a company that already services vehicles. Oh, okay. That's Irvine's. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. Reach out to them uh, if you need to get your vehicle repaired or just drop it off. Okay? Uh, brand new. They just updated their facility uh, with a whole, basically doubled the size of the of the entire building to double the uh, efforts and ability to serve the customer better. 616-532-6600. If you're driving along 44th Street, just a few blocks east of 131, side street called Stafford, that's where they are. Irvines.com, that's E-R-Vines, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvines.com. Okay. More bad teacher behavior. Earlier, we had the substitute teacher who uh, was making out with the kid and sending him nasty pictures. And then she's married to the chief of police in this little town in Oklahoma. I think it is. And her dad is the mayor. Ugly. How about this one? This substitute teacher has a fight club. Oh, my God. Check this one out. We can't check anything out. Hang on. I fucked that up bad. Completely unnoticed if it wasn't caught on camera. And we have blurred parts of the video to conceal student identities. NBC5's Alana Quillen reports from Mesquite. I do not want this on record. Beatriz Martinez says it was like a fight club in class. I was devastated. I was like, I couldn't watch the full video. Her daughter capturing it on camera. I had to stop it multiple times because I didn't think it was real. I said, this must be a prank. This, this is not real. Mesquite ISD says a substitute teacher allowed students to fight each other Wednesday afternoon at Kimbrough Middle School. Witnesses say she even pushed desks aside to create a space for the 12 and 13 year olds to. Okay. I cannot imagine being in middle school and the substitute teacher says, all right, I know you're all used to the substitute teacher coming in here and uh, telling you to take notes or we watch or we watch a film strip, but no, I'm doing things differently. Let me move these desks out of the way. We're doing fight club. Holy shit, is this awesome. You've got to be kidding me. Look at She moves the desks out of the way. Are you kidding me? To make sure that the kids can move? My God. Overall, some left the classroom bleeding. 
who in their right mind? Because I trust my child to go to school, but I also trust the staff to keep my kids safe. And then this lady, she just, she actually making them fight. The district confirms the teacher outlined rules for the students bitch. to follow and even instructed one to keep watch at the door while fights took place. Oh, fuck. I need you to be quiet though because that door is open. The school district. <laughs> I need you guys to be quiet because that door is open. Has not released the identity of the substitute teacher, but did confirm that she was hired on March 6th. They say that she is no longer employed by the district and oh, boo. is not eligible for rehire. The district issued a statement to parents calling the teacher's actions, quote, appalling and intolerable. KMS and MISD share the disgust you must feel about these events. Even if they're short staff, take extra precautions for these substitute these teachers these volunteers take extra precautions is anybody monitoring some them their behavior is martinez says her daughter is now getting threats from other students for reporting uh -oh. it something she says is also unacceptable i know my daughter i know that she's a sweet she's sweet girl yeah but you're mexican you know snitches get stitches and to to know that she's and it looks like she's snitched a little She's getting death threats. I would. I hate that. Oh! MISD says they've referred wow. this matter to Mesquite Police to pursue possible. Now one chick looks very powerful. Shit! Come on! Stop! Stop! She's chewing my headphones. Fuck! This is what it's like having a child. I'm remembering. It's just, it's giving me flashbacks to when I was raising my kids. Criminal charges against the teacher. In Mesquite, Alana Quillen, NBC5. NBC5 has been unable to verify the substitute teacher's identity through the district or the police department. Mesquite police say right now there are no arrests or charges, but the case is being actively investigated. No shit. Wow. Fight club in the school. 6.38 is the time right now. Dallas ISD. Ah! Shit fuck is going on here yeah i'm struggling i'm struggling there's no question uh, uh kyle says that bob has the best comment bob's comment is her name is roberta paulson damn it i hate it when i don't get the joke is that a uh, that's that's something from the film fight club right is that what I'm being led to? That's bitch tits? Oh, fuck. Yeah, Meatloaf played that part. Uh, excellent. Roberta or Robert? Oh, Robert. I don't know. What the fuck am I doing anyway? Great movie. Chuck Palahniuk wrote that book, in case you don't know. All right. I'm in a bad spot because this little wiggle worm is making my life difficult, and I'm nearly done with this show. So I got to, she needs to go take a leak. But so what I'm going to do here is we'll get to the asshole of the day in just a second. Uh, I got t shirts available at uh, ericzaneshow.com. I got a restaurant I want you to go to. It's called Bosco's Pub. I will not be there this weekend. 
Uh, maybe sometime next week, I'll keep you informed. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. When you need work done, maybe a new furnace or air conditioner, you call on Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. If you already uh, have a air conditioner that's in fine running order get it tuned up for the cooling season through joe martinez unless i'm getting this wrong it's 79 bucks to get that thing tuned up 616-516-8579 thank you to the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage you can get a mortgage from anywhere in the u.s he's all over the united states just reach out to him at 231-332-6505 Two three one three three two sixty five zero five for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. The only states he cannot service mortgages in is South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Otherwise, he has offices in every one of those states. Two three one three three two sixty five zero five. Who is your asshole of the day? Brought to you by TC Paintball. Is it Jeff Agar? Perhaps Johnny Agar or Annie? I don't think so. Uh, so. Either substitute teacher whore or substitute teacher fight club. Uh, I got to go with, of the two, the bigger asshole is substitute teacher whore. Because I would actually support the substitute teacher fight club. Like if my kid came home and said the substitute teacher had fight club, I'd been like, well, congratulations. Good for you. Go viral. My friends, that is it. As always, I appreciate you. And I will talk to you down the road. Till next time. Bye-bye.